0: be down here with you guys, I want to interact with y'all, and it's been a weird year, right? I'm going to tip this over. It's been a strange year. I mean, you kids even, you know it too, everything's sort of different. Things changed this year, right? And one of the cool things I think that's come out of this year, there's a lot of crazy stuff that's not cool, but one of the cool things is that we've been able to worship all together. You kids have been in here with us in worship. And I'm thankful for that. And I, sometimes we adults forget the gift that you guys are to the rest of us. Because Jesus, we, us adults, sometimes we, just, we get uh, to thinking we're real clever and smart and got it all figured out. And then Jesus takes children to teach us the beauty of the gospel. So I want to talk about that for a minute. And I want to, uh, let's think about this, okay? I see, I see Colin way back there in the back, right? And so Colin, if you don't know Colin, he's a baby, right? Is Colin one yet? On Saturday, On Saturday he's turning one. There he is. See Colin back there? Look, look at Colin. Look how cool he is. Now, can Colin go and make himself a sandwich for lunch today? Has he done that yet? No, he hasn't done that yet. Can he take himself to the bathroom? No, you're probably still changing diapers, right? Okay, we all come into this world like Colin. Can't do anything for ourselves, right? And I think there's something to that. God teaches us. He shows us, hey, we are really dependent. Now, we grow up and we start thinking we can do lots of things. And we do learn how to do things, right? You you guys are learning how to do stuff. But God teaches us that we really are dependent. And he gives us the littlest children to remind us that we are dependent. Now, again, I said us adults, we think we're clever sometimes. We think we got it all figured out. We think we can do for ourselves. Right, adults? Don't we do that? We think we do that. And Jesus, I want to tell you about how the disciples were interacting with Jesus one day. Because the disciples were doing the same thing. Okay, they were thinking they were a big stuff because they were hanging out with Jesus, and they started thinking, who's going to be the greatest, okay? And this is my well-loved copy of the Jesus Storybook Bible, duct taped up and everything. But I want to read this, okay? Just, I'm going to read a little portion of this to show you what was going on, what the disciples were doing, and how Jesus uses children to teach us, okay? So Jesus' friends were arguing. There you go good way to start who they were arguing who's the most important helper in God's kingdom they wanted to know I am James said (laughs) no you're not said Peter I am nonsense Matthew said I'm the cleverest no you're not yes I am yes no am too this silliness went on and on like that for some time You see, Jesus' friends had started thinking they had to do something to make themselves special to Jesus. We do that all the time, especially us adults. We think we can do something to make Jesus love us. That they were the cleverest or the nicest or something that Jesus would like them best. But they had forgotten something. The disciples had forgotten something. And us adults, we often forget the same something Something God had been teaching his people all through the years that no matter how clever you are, how good you are, or how rich you are, or how nice you are, or how important you are, none of it makes any difference. Because God's love is a gift, and as, if anyone, any, as anyone will tell you, the whole thing about a gift is what? It's free. It's free. All you have to do is reach out your hands and take it. Okay. Let's talk about this for a minute. We talked about this earlier, right? Who made us? Was that a question, right? Who made us? God. Okay, if he made us, do you think he knows what's best for us? Yeah, I think so. If we stop and think about that long enough, he probably does. He probably knows what's best for us. But our very first parents, Adam and Eve, they believed a lie. That maybe God doesn't know what's best for us. And so they decided that they'd figure life out on their own. And that's what happened. They ate that fruit that God said, don't do that. I want you to be dependent on me. But they figured it out. Or they, they, tried to, they thought they could figure it out. And the rest of us inherit that same thing, that same way of thinking. That we think we can figure this all out on our own. And so what happens when we forget that God's got our best interest in mind? Who's going to take care of me? I guess I better do that. If God doesn't, nobody else is going to do that. I've got to take care of myself. And so we start thinking we've got to do big, important, clever things so that God will be proud of us and happy with us and we'll be somebody. Right? Um, Here's the beautiful thing about the gospel, kids. All right? Here's the beautiful thing. God didn't leave us there. He sent Jesus. Jesus. He sent Jesus. He said, "I love you too much to leave you in that place of thinking that you've got to take care of yourself." And so he sent Jesus. Jesus entered to this. Jesus came not making himself great, right? He said, "I came not to be served, but what? To serve and to give His life as a ransom." And so Jesus teaches us something about the kingdom. He came into this world as a servant, embracing the lowly, the littlest, the smallest of small, to teach all of us, especially us adults, about what the kingdom is like, what his kingdom is like. Okay, so I want to talk about this. What does it mean to receive in Jesus' kingdom, all right? Kids, we've got two things to remember. We receive like Jesus, and we receive like a child, okay? Okay? We receive like Jesus, and we receive like a child. So what is that, where does that come from? Let me. What I just read here in the Jesus Storybook Bible, by the way, adults, this is one of the best study tools for adults, too. It's wonderful if you haven't read it. Um, I want to show the rest of us where that comes from in Scripture. It's in Mark, and it's in the other Gospels, too. But in Mark 9, it says this. The same thing I just read, guys says, and they, were, they came to Capernaum, that's the disciples and Jesus, they came to Capernaum and when he was in the house, he, Jesus, asked them, what were you talking about on the way? But they kept silent. You know why? For on the way they had argued with each other about who was the greatest, right? That's what we just talked about. And he sat down and called the twelve and said to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put put him in their midst, and taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. So we receive like Jesus. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean to receive like Jesus? Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. Well, let me see if I can make a point here for a second with this, so Carson, can I ask you a favor? I need your help. I've been working on this really important article, and I really got to get it published in something like the Gospel Coalition because I got to get my name out there. I want, I want to put my name out there because I think it will be awesome. Do you know anybody at the Gospel Coalition that could maybe get my foot in the door? No. No? Are you sure? Nobody? Nobody at all. Sadie, how about you? Do you know anybody that works Publisher, somebody that can just... I really got to get my name out there. Nobody? Lila. Somebody here. Oh, Jep. I know Jep knows somebody, right? Does Jep... Do you know anybody that works for the Gospel Coalition? that, so, huh? No, you know what I want? I, I bet you want to sit down and play trucks, don't you? That's really what you want to do. So silly me and sis, us silly adults, we sometimes... And I did it in a little bit of a silly way... But we want to make ourselves big and great, so we think that God will love us more if we do that. And God says, or Jesus says in in this passage, He says, embrace those who can do nothing for you. Receive those who can do nothing for you. Receive others for their own sake, not for what they can do for you. Jesus says, that's how how I receive. It's how He received us so that's the point he makes about the kingdom. He takes children to teach us adults that. See, back then, especially, children were sort of like put to the side, like, hey, go be over there and be quiet. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. And we get the adults that can do something for us, like, I'll scratch, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. And Jesus says, no. Receive the children. Receive the lowest, the smallest, the insignificant, the seemingly insignificant. That's what my kingdom's like. Okay. Now, how do we receive like Jesus? How do we do that? Jesus is God, right? But guess what? He says, if you receive my kingdom like a child, then you'll be able to do that because you'll have my spirit in you. You will will be able to think the way I think. So Mark chapter 10. We flip over a page to Mark chapter 10. He makes a slightly different point in a very similar way. Verse 15, he says, Truly I say to you, Whoever does, does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. What does it mean to receive the kingdom of God like a child? Kids, y'all know anything about gifts? Kids, do you, do you like gifts? Do you like receiving gifts? Really? Gifts? Who likes receiving gifts? Okay. All right. Taylor Man, I've I've got something for you, okay. Uh, pay no attention to the fact that it's out of the box and I've been wearing it, okay? Because uh, it's a gift, really. I promise. It's I've, I've been wanting to get you a Garmin watch.
1: You know, mine's held together with duct tape like your little look <laughs> <laughs> there, so. like this. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a gift for you. You gotta be kidding me! This is a Garmin watch, right? I, like, I mean, I, re- I really need this. Yeah, yeah. But this is a little too much. Like I I, I can't do that. That's it's it's a gift. I'm trying to give it to you. I know, but like that's a good Garmin watch, and I I I didn't do anything for you. Yeah, that's right. You Uh, didn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's a gift. You're setting yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Okay. I tell you what. What's what? I can keep this thing, but but. Um, He's actually keep it. Yeah, here. What? Let me let me see what I can do for you. Wait, what? Um, do you take maybe a debit card? Not an Auburn one. <laughs> here you go. I got the green. Regions. I'll take I'll take that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wait. Okay. No. Hold on. You're trying to pay me as a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this is too much for me. Like you, you don't need to do this much for me. Kids, can you help him out here? This is a gift. What do you do with a gift? You
0: just take it, right? Well, hey, I tell you what, let's work out a deal. Like, why don't you, like, you pay half of it, and then I can say I gave you a gift, and then you've paid for it. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's silly, right, kids? Isn't this silly? Okay, are you gonna keep your gift? I'll take my gift.
1: Okay, go I'll take really your gift.
0: Kids, isn't that silly? He was trying to pay me for the gift. But guess what? Sometimes us adults are do silly things like that. Like, oh, you shouldn't have. Oh, let me pay you back for that. Let me, I'll give you a gift in return so that I feel like I've done something here. And sometimes it's really hard for us just to just receive a gift. But that's what Jesus said to the disciples and to us. Unless you can receive the kingdom of God like a child, meaning just simply receive it and be happy and joyful and, and delight in the gift giver. That's what Jesus says to us. We might think, I'm not worthy of a gift. I'm not worthy of Jesus. Guess what? That's right, we're not. Jesus says that's the whole point. We are not worthy. We really can't pay him back. We really can't earn it. We can never be good enough for Jesus. That's the whole point. We receive Him as a gift. Jesus says, that's why I had to come to give you myself, to give you salvation. We receive him like a gift. Now, when we come to terms with us adults, especially, guys, when we come to terms with the fact that, hey, we really can't do anything for ourselves to earn salvation, when it really hits us, it can be scary. We think, oh my gosh, I can't, I really can't do anything for myself. I really can't save myself. But it it can also be the most freeing thing in the world when we realize it. That we can do nothing for ourselves because when we hear Jesus say, yes, of course you can't, but I can. I'm willing, and I did, because I love you. Kids, I want to finish the story in the Jesus Storybook Bible. So, remember what was happening? The disciples were arguing about who's going to be the greatest, all right? The silly stuff that we all do sometimes, especially us adults. This is what he says. So while Jesus' friends were arguing, look at them over there. They're all like being silly. <laughs> so while Jesus' friends were arguing, some people who knew all about getting gifts, in fact, you might say they were gift experts, had come to, they had come to see Jesus. Who were they? little children. You guys are gift experts. You know how to receive a gift. Jesus' helpers tried to send them away. They were being silly. They are trying to send the kids away. Like, hey, hey, Jesus doesn't have time for you. Go. We'll, we'll do something with you later, but we need to receive the important people, the adults. Jesus was like, no. They were wrong. Jesus always had time for children. Don't ever send them away, Jesus said. Bring the little ones to me. Now, if you had been there, what do you think? Would you have had to line up quietly to see Jesus? Do you think Jesus would have asked you how good you've been before before he'd give you a hug? No. Would you have had to be on your best behavior and get dressed up and not speak until you're spoken to? Do you think Jesus would have asked you to do that? No. No, no, no. Or... Would you have done just what these children did, run straight up to Jesus and let him pick you up in his arms and swing you and kiss you and hug you and then sit you on his lap and listen to your stories and chats? You see, children loved Jesus, and they knew they didn't need to do anything special for Jesus to love them. All they needed to do was to run into his arms, and so that's just what they did. Well, after all the laughing and games, Jesus turned to his helpers and said, no matter It turns to the adults, right? Okay, he's turning to the adults, the disciples. No matter how big you grow, never grow up so much that you lose your child's heart. Full of trust in God. Be like these children. They are the most important in my kingdom. Kids, you have an awful lot to teach us adults, and we need your help. So, Keep being gift-receiving experts (laughs) and teach us how to do that because that's the simplicity of the gospel and us adults overcomplicate it so often. But the gospel is simple and it's profound and it's beautiful and you children teach us about that. So let me pray. I want to pray for you guys and I want to pray for us adults as well that we remember how to receive Jesus as a gift. Father, Thank you for being a father. Thank you for making us your children. Thank you for these children that we have in our midst. Oh Lord, may we see them. May we receive them the way that your son Jesus received children. But also, may we be able to receive the gift that you have given us through your son Jesus like these children. With joy, with excitement, knowing that we can't pay it back, not even having a thought of that, but just delighting in the gift of Jesus and delighting in you, Father, the gift giver. Oh, Lord, do this for your glory. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. As we come to the table,